You're listening to the Between You and Me podcast, brought to you by JesusWire.com, with your host, Jessica Morris. Friends. My name is Jessica Morris. Welcome back to a new episode, a bonus episode of Between You and Me, the podcast where we talk about the things that hurt, heal and change us in the music industry and in the church. So if you follow us on social media, you would have known that we turned one last week. Yay, thank you. That's all thanks to you guys. Because of that, we have a special bonus episode for you. I said it was going to be big and do I deliver? Speaking to Jad Gillies from Hillsong Worship. Hillsong just released a new album. It's called Awake and it's actually based on the scripture from Ezekiel 37, which is about Ezekiel prophesying over dry bones and them coming to life, which is honestly probably a little bit more spooky and creepy than what we're normally used to in worship. But I am here for this and I love it. I listened to it and I appreciated it because it wasn't just a feel good, let's all sing for ourselves and make us feel like we're Christians. I felt like it was a real progressive, let's move forward. Let's be the church outside our walls. Let's let God actually do the healing and the work in us so we can address revival in us, so that revival can happen outside in the world. It made me excited because you guys know that I love this stuff. Now, I spoke to Jad Gillies about this. Jad is a member of Hillsong United, but he's also an active member of Hillsong Worship and leads worship at one of their campuses every Sunday. He leads a track on the album, which is Doxology. I love versions of the Doxology, so it's beautiful. We have a chat about that, and I also throw in a few curly questions about diversity and inclusivity in the church, and we sort of talk about you know, what it actually means to be the church and what makes Awake different in this season for Hillsong. They do have 30 years behind them, so coming up with something new and fresh has to be a challenge, right? I won't hold you back any longer. New friends, please know we do have a short bio for you, so that will give you a rundown on the history and amazingness of what Hillsong have accomplished, and then we will dive straight into our interview with Jad Gillies of Hillsong. Enjoy! Do you remember the first time you ever heard Hillsong Worship? As an Aussie, I was all of five years old when the sweet, sweet sounds of Darlene Check met my ears. And Mile Hills Christian Church, later to be known as Hillsong Church, originally began in Sydney in the early 1980s. Their influence on the Australian Christian movement really took off in the 90s. Today, most people align Hillsong Worship with songs like What a Beautiful Name, Who You Say I Am and Oceans. They are Grammy Award winners, Billboard best-selling artists, and have featured in a movie documentary. They've also toured across the globe numerous times. Given this, their latest album Awake is set up for victory, right? But dive into the history of the iconic worship movement and you realise there's actually a 30-year legacy that has shaped this release, cusping Hillsong to play a pivotal role in the future of worship and evangelical culture. Their first album, Spirit and Truth, was released in 1988. But it was 1992's The Power of Your Love that put the church on the map in Australia. Pioneer songwriters like Jeff Bullock, Darlene Check, and Ruben Morgan emerged in the next decade, and the yearly album coincided with the National Conference only picked up momentum. Trust me, I would sing these songs at church every Sunday. 
Friends in High Places, The Stone Has Been Rolled Away, All Things Are Possible. They are classics and made Christian music what it is today. Early tunes like Friends in High Places carried a soul vibe, while the momentous Shout to the Lord changed the way people across the globe worship. 1999 to For This Cause signalled the emergence of Hillsong's youth band, United, and band members like Ruben, Marty Sampson and Joel Houston crossed over to create a sound for a new generation. In the meantime, Hillsong worship became increasingly well known in the Christian and secular sphere. In 2007, they released Save Your King, which charted on Australia's music charts at number 6 and reached number 5 on the Billboard Christian Music Charts. Things only went up from there, and their 2010 release, Peace, Hope and Love, was also released to the American market with EMI, peaking at number 1 on the Billboard Christian charts and going 40 on the Billboard Top 200. Look, at this point, we all know that pretty much every year since, Hillsong has achieved some sort of accolade for their albums. And if I listed them all, we would be here all day. But come here 2019 with the release of Awake, and Hillsong Worship stands on the shoulders of giants. Current creative director, Brooke Ligerwood now spearheads the music group, and keynote members include musicians from United and Young and Free, including Ben Fielding, Taya Gokrocha, David Ware, Jad Gillies, Hannah Hobbs, and Melody Wagner, among many more. Their lead single, King of Kings, highlights the focus of the album, while faith-filled tracks like Come Alive and renditions of classic hymns, From Whom All Blessings Flow, Doxology, and He Shall Reign, give a full-circle perspective on the eternal journey of the church and the responsibility of believers as we move forward. While Awake is a reflection on the journey of Hillsong Church and its own congregation, the album gives a greater perspective on the current condition of the evangelical church in the Western world. In the last few months, the evangelical church has experienced wave after wave of contention due to division. Racial inequality has come to the fore thanks to ex-staffers at Relevant Media Group, and now more recently due to Kirk Franklin and his statement after the Dove Awards. Then patriarchy and misogyny read their ugly heads when John MacArthur told Beth Moore to go home. And finally, the big punches have been thrown around after different celebrities or Christians of note have found or lost faith is akin to a boxing match, no matter where we sit. So what role does Hillsong Worship and Awake have in this? Well, nothing explicitly, but their choice to awake the army of God with praise, first inwardly and then corporately, shows that some members of the evangelical church are ready to step up and address these systematic issues within themselves and then as a culture. We hear it in the powerhouse females, particularly Brooke, who pioneers the album. We see it in Hillsong Worship's most diverse music team to date, where more than 10 individuals of different ages, nationalities and ethnicities reflect the truth that God's church is for all people everywhere. And we feel it in the faith that permeates every track of this album, a faith that compels us to exercise our love for God inside the walls of the church and outside the building where the need is great. I spoke to longtime member, songwriter and worship leader Jack Yillies about the vision for Awake, how Hillsong cultivates inclusion and diversity as a band, and why the church is about more than just serving or singing on Sundays. Guys, it is my absolute privilege to introduce you to a legend. This is Jack Gillies. What is the heartbeat of Awake and why is it needed at the moment in worship? When there's so much worship going around, what makes Awake different? I kind of, um, I think there's, uh, there's so much kind of going on, you know, there's so many, there's so many projects, there's so many, um, initiatives there's so many worship bands there's so many you know like there's so much going on um but i feel like uh the whole kind of point for us was we the kind of, we wanted to kind of um, we, i guess what, what i'm trying to say is we, we're really trying to kind of um 
put into words or, or kind of put into uh, effect what we felt was happening, like just an awakening, awakening for, uh, you know, for ourselves, um, you know, kind of towards this kind of uh, God kind of calling us on to, to more, God calling us in to, you know, kind of more devotion with him, calling us uh, into just this this narrative that where he is the center. And I think um, for me, um, even before I knew what the album was going to be called and, and, and kind of what the songs were, that was kind of, that was the that was the um, the focus of of kind of where we were headed as a team, and um, we really kind of wanted to bring it back to Jesus at the center, and, and making it so that we um, we did see ourselves as as kind of part of His plan, and uh, really awakened to the fact that He's alive in us, and and that's for a purpose. Yeah, I love that. Um, this is your first studio album in a long, long time for like Hillsong worship expression. Um, and like, I, I was looking through and you've included eight, eight separate worship leaders. There's a whole variety of sounds sonically and all that sort of stuff. Do you think recording in the studio allowed you guys to be more experimental and even like brave in delivery and what cr- you created for a week? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it was definitely a departure from what we're used to. Obviously we have, um, we have a, a a kind of a history and a track record of, of doing live um, congregational type recordings, which um, really have, have helped us kind of build our sound and, and really kind of get our what it is that we, we really kind of uh, care about. But um, but the studio album is is it's an interesting new kind of direction. We we've there's saxophones on there. There's you know there's drum loops, things that we you kind of can't do with a with a um, with a live record. Yeah. Um, and uh, but, you know, the coolest thing about it is just trying something and seeing if it works. And, this, you know, I know with United as well, um, when we first started doing, you know, studio records, you just try something just to see if it would work and see if it would pan out. And I think that's kind of the adventure of it as well, is just is just changing up, changing it up a little bit to, to kind of let some of the guys' creativity loose and, and, and see what happens. Obviously, we, um, we then have to kind of, replicate it in church and, and when we're singing the songs corporately but um, I think that's all part of the fun as well but um, but I definitely think you know some of the songs you um, the way we recorded them like the, the, the song that I sing Doxology is very bare bones until like the end of the song and um, I think if you were to record like that um, you know there's some limitations dynamically what you can do or how long you can kind of keep a song um super chilled and you know some of this this kind of things that you can manipulate in the studio that, that aren't as easy to control when you're recording live. What is your favorite track on Awake? Um I love I I, I love the title track Awake or yes. Soul. Um that's really special. But I think one of my favorite my favourite I think at the moment is Bright as the Sun. Yeah. Um it's it's really cool. We did it last night in church and um and people really grabbed hold of it. It's got a really singy, um, a really singy bridge and chorus, and so I, I just I love kind of the energy it has.
tell me a little bit about like how you keep yourself fueled because essentially like your job is is to like commune with God then create and lead worship from that place um so I can't imagine like how much intentionality that takes how do you keep that going sort of going well this is my personal relationship with God and obviously like that's connected with your career and everything like that but how do you make sure that this creative process and leading doesn't come from a routine or a performance-based place purely because you do it so often I mean that's I guess that's the that's one of the biggest um challenges for anybody who does this not creatively but pastors in general um you know church volunteers uh, you know what I think um first and foremost we we all have before you before you have a, you know you hold a guitar or a microphone or stand on a platform or lead anybody. Look, I think that the just the number one goal is to have a relationship with God. That's that's fruitful and real, and um, and you know without kind of kind of trying to sound all intense, that's a, that's a responsibility mm-hmm. of of you know somebody who calls himself a Christian. So I think even just before we get off the mark, we. What I what I want to do is be close to God, and what I want to do is is to become more like Him. So, um, if if we let that guide us first and foremost, then we're on the right track. And and then and then when when it comes to the to the fact you know to the point where where you're kind of doing services every weekend, sometimes three or four service blocks a weekend, or or you're out on a on a tour and you're and you're leading worship every night, keeping it fresh and keeping it genuine. Um, is is I, I think is is part of the discipline. Like um, I, I'm really thankful for the for the just for the church actually. So coming home, coming into a church environment where it's encouraging. There's community. There's people that love me, so they would you know so they would encourage me, so they would you know make sure that that I'm doing okay. All of that stuff really does contribute to 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 kind of keeping your mind right. Mm-hmm. But in, in terms of practicalities, my personally for me um. Even singing songs, uh, some songs that you might have sung two hundred times already this year. Uh, uh, the one technique that I use is that I read the words, I, you know, or I or I process the words every time. And um, and you can't help but remember that it's that it's truth that, that that we're confessing, if you know what I mean. So every time I would get up to to lead worship, um, I may have sung whatever song uh, so many times, but. As I'm singing, I'm I'm processing, and and because the Bible says um, faith comes through hearing of the word or confessing of the word about Jesus. So for me, um, I, I actually use that. I, I process what I'm what I'm singing all the time, so that I never get away from the fact that it is the truth. And um, and I think when you when you're kind of making little, making sure that you you, you, um, you know being diligent with those little things, it really helps in the long run.
Till that stone was moved for good, for the lamb had conquered death, and the dead rose from their tombs. of years ago I I interviewed you when I was working for the Salvation Army um, and we talked about the Hillsong movie and you <laughs> and your comment was that you guys were like and what they're marketing it as too was that you're the biggest rock stars that the world had never heard of um, <laughs> which which great marketing line by the way and worked really well for my article thank you but <laughs> but I, I actually I'm the only reason I'm bringing that up is because um, you guys on a if you're looking at Hillsong from a commercial side, you guys have had so much success. Um, and I know that with Awake, you guys have done so well again and you've worked so hard to make that happen and your team's touring and everything like that. Um, how do you, like, keep yourself from comparison and, and and sort of keep your team unified when there is an aspect of the fact that, like, you're, you're creating this for your church and to grow the kingdom of God, but because the world measures it in commercial ways and, like, look at this big worship group and this rock band, like, how do you how do you hold the tension between going, the world is measuring our success this way, but this is what we value? Yeah. I mean, obviously, there's so many cases where people have got way ahead of themselves, you know, and, and I, I feel like you, you have to be aware of that. Um, to be honest, me personally, um, I kind of stay right out of the um, statistics and, um, and and figures side of things. Like we we got these plaques for United, for for example, we we got these plaques for um, a million uh, copies of uh, Ocean, the song Ocean's nice, being yeah. sold, and they gave us these big plaques, you know, that said it and and. Um, I think mine are in my garage. Like, I, I like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm, not hanging, I'm not hanging them up. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> you know yes. what I'm saying? Like, yeah. and, and, and it's nothing to be, it, it's, it's not like it's not, you, you shouldn't kind of um, be proud of the fact that, uh, and, and, and look back and, and see what God's done um, with ordinary people. That's, a, that's an amazing thing. But to be honest, I find that if you dwell too much on, on achievements, you start to lose perspective a little bit, and so, um, you know, like even even like the, when I when we we do we've just done um, a forty one city uh, tour with United, and um, it it's not real life. Like people, you 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 go on this tour, and people are on that tour. Their their job is to make life easier for you to do your job, and it, and it becomes this really. Um, it's it's a really interesting environment. So you could so easily get ahead of yourself and think that you're something special, um, and it, it's it's just really weird. So the one thing that I make sure I do when I get home, the day I arrive, so the day I get off the plane, I will mow my lawns. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Like so good. I I make you know like I I clean the garage. I do things because I'm like you know what if it, none of that is real, <laughs> if you know what I'm saying. So yeah. So. Uh, I just try and keep perspective that we we we're doing this to build the kingdom of God. Yes, there's some really weird things 
that come with it. You know, like obviously there's accolade that comes with it. There's, there's, um, you know, there's milestones that, that, that people like record labels and people like that make a really big deal of. But I feel like if, if you've got to celebrate them, you've got to be like, what, what, look what God did. Look what God is doing in the church. Look what God is doing across the earth. But, um, but you have to take it with a grain of salt. Otherwise you just get, you, you get carried away. conversation to talk about one of our amazing sponsors. Do you create wedding videos, podcasts, ads, content, maybe even one of those slideshows while you're trying to move your church into the 21st century? Well, Soundstripe is the answer to all your problems. The ultimate music stock site made for video producers, they offer a great variety of high quality royalty free songs and have an unlimited licensing model. This is literally one of a kind in the industry. And that is because it was created by musicians. With a monthly or yearly fee, you have unlimited access to world-class music. We are talking composers like Aaron Sprinkle and Matt Winton. Every time you license a song through Soundstripe, the royalty goes straight back to the musician. With curator playlist, new music every week, and more than 30,000 special effects, this is the ultimate source of music for creatives. Trust me, I've been using this since day one with Between You and Me, and I can tell you that any background music you are hearing comes directly from Soundstripe. They are absolutely incredible. When you sign up for Soundstripe today, you can get 10% off using the code UMEPOD. That is soundstripe.com with the code UMEPOD. And now, back to the show. We're seeing a real shift in like the Western Christian church and in Christian music at the moment where people are becoming like more aware of diversity and sort of actually reflecting like the kingdom of God in that capacity on stage and in music. Um, and in, in some huge ways, I've seen like we've seen Hillsong do that and you guys have pioneered women worship leaders for years and all that sort of stuff. Um, but how do you guys, I suppose, keep, keep, yourselves aware of that and try to really reflect the diversity and the collaboration and creativity of a huge groups of different people in your team and what you create knowing <laughs> that the church is for lots of lots of people everywhere yeah well i mean even just locally for us um we have 30 something services um, 
30 something locations with 70, <laughs> 70 something services a weekend uh, in Australia alone. And so that's the need we have across Australia for our team <clears throat> means that, um, you know, if you're there and you've got a good heart and you're, and you're ready to serve uh, and you're ready to contribute, then we're, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. we're, then we're up for people being involved. So you really, it, it gets to the point where you, you if, if people are willing to, to serve, if people have a heart to serve God and build the church and people want to bring what they've got to, to, um, to build, uh, then, then we're up for it. We want, we want people involved and, um, and we want the, we want to make sure that the core message of our creative team at, and our church is inclusivity. And we want, we want to make sure that, that, that it, it doesn't feel like it's a, an exclusive club or a, or a creative click that you have to, you have to be in before you can kind of contribute or whatever. Um, we kind of want people to, to feel like Hillsong is home and we want to make sure that, that it's an environment where people actually feel like they could get involved if they wanted to. And, and um, I think it's as simple as that. And, and, and I would never want to kind of get any more complicated or, or drill down any, any deeper than the fact that we want people to get involved. We want people to bring what they have and, um, and contribute to, to build the church. I know when I was like reading through a lot of the press and all the stuff, because your media team is fantastic. They give me everything I need and more. Um, and one of the things that they had is a quote from Brian and Bobby where they talk about like the fact that revival is in the air. And um, I really appreciated that because I feel like that's something that when we've grown up in the church and evangelical culture, we've heard that lots of times. But to sort of hear it and then to feel it and say it is something different, and it does feel like there is a huge shift going on at the moment in Australia and, and in the world because people are coming becoming more aware. What does it mean for you guys to be, I don't want to say at the forefront of, of that movement purely because I know that this is a worldwide effort, the church is huge, but what does it mean for you guys to be creating a sound for a new season in the life of the church? Well, I mean, yeah, I, I think what you mentioned before with Pastor Brian talking about, you know, revival being in the air, that that, that whole thing was basically um, birthed out of an acknowledgement that, that um, sometimes you, you need to realize that, um, that revival starts when people actually kind of allow God to, you know, allow God to change them from the inside out. And so we can, we can ask for revival. We can, we can talk about revival, but until we all realize, um, what it will take and that is individuals and, and the, and the body of Christ, um, allowing God to, to kind of change them and, and to use them. Uh, then we won't see it. So that was kind of the, the basis of that. It's it was Brian went through a series of a revival in worship, a revival of faith, a revival in in salvation, a revival in 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 devotion, all those kinds of things. Where we basically just focused on the fact that if we allow God to 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 really take control of these areas in our lives, then we will see revival. And so I think the sound of of that has kind of is what is the result of this album and and I think that um, we all realize that that you know you kind of you, you can talk about it and you can and you can and you can pray for it but but I think that it, it only comes when you when you actually make steps towards it and you and you and you give God the keys uh, to do what he what he wants and 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 that's been the story of our church this year and, and to be honest we've seen massive fruit from it. 
personal worship and corporate worship actively fuel you and kill someone as a whole to actually go out and serve and serve out in the community and things like that? I mean, uh, we, we have, um, we have so much kind of corporate worship. I mean, we we're we're together as a church a lot and, um, and I'm leading worship a lot. And, um, and the, and the crazy thing is, is that, is that we, often within the church we can we can become uh, really kind of focused on on kind of um, the, the the cathartic you know um, yeah, uh, features of, of going to church you know that that you know I feel good I'm in, I'm in community I'm in community I'm being encouraged I'm, I'm, I'm in fellowship I'm, I'm being fed spiritually um, and then we forget about the other side about being being the church and so we um you know, kind of, I, I love the fact that, that there's two sides of it. There's, there's obviously the hospital side. That there's the there's the fellowship side of, of of belonging to a church. But then there's also the go out into all the earth and make disciples side of the church, which is, I think, is really important. And um, one thing that we're we're kind of really excited about at the moment is is our Christmas appeal, which is just all it does is just help um, give people an opportunity to to really um, contribute what they have. The, uh, may, um, maybe it's financially, or, or maybe it's by bringing in non-perishable food goods or or toys for kids for our Christmas appeal, and it's called Kilo of Christmas. Oh, nice. And we we basically are, um, you know, just trying to create opportunities for people to 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 really kind of be the hands and feet if they can.
quick random questions just to make it slightly lighter and hopefully fun. Um, yeah. So I did want to know, uh, one, what is the, your most memorable song that you've written? And it could be for Hillsong, it could be personal, but what stands out to you? <laughs> well, I am. Uh, uh, I mean, uh, I like write songs three. with my kids all the time. Like, oh. Just silly just silly songs, you know. It's like make up, <laughs> Just make up silly songs all the time. And they can write some pretty silly songs. Um, <laughs> so, But to be honest, um, that the most memorable ones for me are, are the ones where I'm where I actually learn something, and um, and so I, I just I just love kind of figuring out you know when, when, with regards to I mean obviously writing church songs is amazing and, and there's a journey and there's a wrestle and and all that kind of thing but to be honest the the songs that I love the most are the ones that we write in the car on the way to school or mm-hmm. we just write stupid songs. Um, my kids um, they said, "Is there a song about Monday?" So I found the song by the Mummers and the Puppers, yes. uh, the Monday Monday song. Yes. And I played it in the car, and then the next day they're like, "Is there a Tuesday song?" And I'm like, oh, I, I, "I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if there's a Tuesday song." So you just make up a silly Tuesday song. To be honest, those are the ones I remember for my whole life. Yeah, I love that. Um, so when you guys were promoting and touring people, um, the whole time you just had Joel at the front, being like, "It's getting rowdy in here," which I imagine <laughs> the first time was really funny and like, "Yes, exciting," but after like tour stop 200 was like how, how does it feel whenever people say those words now how does your body respond yeah it's it's funny like we talk about the eye roll that happens on the, <laughs> on the oh, that all the band do. and what's funny is if you do 41 dates of, of anything there's a lot of repetition in there like you're trying to keep it fresh you're trying to say different things every night but um even something that i would say most nights i would get I would get the crowd to, we'd do like an acoustic set in the middle of the room and um, and I would get them, the, you know, the congregation to sing like the last chorus and then I would say, oh, you sound great, you sound like a choir. And then I would say, who wants to be in the United Choir? Every night, every night <laughs> every I would night. say it. And then they'd all laugh. But everyone on stage would roll their eyes. You know, like it was just this, <laughs> yes. oh my gosh, give it a rest. But And so that's kind of the same deal. Joe would be like, I've got a feeling, and everyone's like, "Oh my gosh, here it comes!" Yeah. And then he goes, "It's going to get a little rowdy." And we're like, oh. It's like that was great the first time, but every time the crowd is like going wild because it's their first time. They're like, "I can't believe this is happening." Yeah. Yeah, and we ended up making T-shirts that said, "I got rowdy with United," because yes. because people people they just loved that whole side of it, you know. Like, um, and it is exciting in the actual night. That's the one part that people actually a lot of people are looking forward to that's brilliant my last question for you um if you could go back in time be like back to the future and talk to jad right before he moved to australia what would you yeah. say to him knowing what you know now probably the first thing i tell him is you'd still you'll still be doing this when you're 39 <laughs> yes <laughs> so, good. So, so get ready for that um but <laughs> I think um, I, I don't know if I would do too too much different. Like the one thing that I, the one decision I made when I was when I first moved to Australia and moved to Hillsong Church, which I really, um, which I really kind of have come to to be grateful for, is is the fact that before I was married, before I had kids, before I had really any responsibilities, I just decided to use all my time to you know to 
to build our youth ministry, to be in our creative team and give everything I could. And, um, and you know, for those couple of years that I did that and I got the opportunity to be involved, um, that really did pave a way for my entire life. So um, my, my kind of, the, the I would say if I met myself um, from, you know, 18 years ago, I would say just stay on track. You've, you've, you've got a, you've got all this time, you've got no responsibility. You can, you can build something with your life if you just give it, give it everything you've got. And, and um, so I'm really grateful for that. I hope you enjoyed meeting our new friend. He is a very cool guy and I'm pretty sure he jumped on an airplane and went on tour about 48 hours after we chatted. So thank you, Jad, for making time. We appreciate it. Um, so grateful to the Hillsong team for making that happen, especially at the moment they've just finished a creative arts conference and literally the Hillsong worship bands have gone on tour in North America. Dates are on jesuswide.com. You can check them out. And the Hillsong United have just gone to Brazil. So basically everyone is everywhere. And thank you, Jad. You're a legend. We appreciate you. If you guys liked what you heard today and you liked Awake, go and pick it up. You can get it on any streaming platform or you can probably even buy it from a record store if that's your thing. You can also connect with Hillsong Worship. They are at Hillsong Worship. Pretty easy. Connect with them. They're really responsive. They have updates all the time. And if you're interested in any of their other musical expressions, like United or Young and Free, they will also have links there. That was a quick episode, but totally worth it and a great surprise. Thank you. Thank you guys for making this happen and for being here again. Now, if you guys liked what you heard today, can you do me a favor? Think of it like an early Christmas gift. Just head over to Apple iTunes and go and give us a rating and review. We would love that. It just means that more people hear the podcast and that can't be a bad thing, right? In the meantime, you can also connect with me and find us on social media. We are at Between You Me Pods. We are extra active on Instagram. You'll also find us on Facebook. Hey, and if you really want to go surfing the internet, we are at betweenyouandmepod.com. You will find our entire history there and all sorts of fun stuff. That's it for today. Thank you, guys. 
Now, good news. I'm back next Friday. I know you actually get like three episodes in the space of two weeks, which never happens, but here we are. So guys, tune in next Friday. We have an interview with a really cool guy called Zachary Ray. I think you're going to like his story a lot. In the meantime, stay well, be kind to yourselves, and don't be afraid to question the status quo. I'll see you then. Bye. Connected by visiting www.betweenyouandmepod.com. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast on iTunes or Stitcher. For more Christian news, reviews, and interviews, get plugged in to JesusWire.com. Oh.